Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful time together from the holy city of Varanasi. I know it's late for you, but it's perfect time for me. It's um, <clears throat> nine o'clock in India. We have already had our morning routine. Waking up early in the morning, yoga, meditation in the temple, greeting all the guests, little breakfast, now I'm sitting with you. And we have a house full of guests here from California and um, other places. So all the guest rooms are full here. And yesterday, we just did a three ratri for local people here. Because in India, they're usually doing lots of seva all the time, distributing food to the poor, going out in the villages, doing eye camps and distributing old blankets and clothing and school. <clears throat> so they're very busy. So I thought it will be wonderful to introduce the element of Sadhana, sadhana and three ratri and i was just getting some feedback from those who sat in three ratri and it was very moving experience for them to be still and be quiet nothing is quiet around here we are lucky right now any moment an army of monkeys could come marching through here. So let's enjoy the quiet time that we have together. Sitting here this morning, I was just thinking how it all started. That was back in 94 or something. I'm sure Howie has a better recollection than I do. But let me just go through it, how you, before you start correcting me. <laughs> so, we used to come to India. We had just started the ashram in Sonoma. And a few of us will come to visit here every year. Three, four people would come with me. And we'll stay with some guests, some local people. We thought, why not start a little seva project here that doesn't require much? So we found Asha, who wanted to teach street kids. So we said to her, we'll give you $50 a month. And what can you do with this? She said, oh, that's plenty. And she went out and 
started inviting the street kids, kids who are begging and um, wandering in the streets. And what she did with that money, she bought lots of samosas and sweets and invited them to her house and just fed them samosas and sweets for a week and told them, bring your friends with you. So they've started bringing their friends and for a whole month, probably it was just feeding them samosas and sweets. Pretty soon, she had like 50 kids and no building. And she was teaching them on the rooftop of her house outside. It went on. Next year we came in and we felt there was a need for a school building. <clears throat> that didn't take much and we rented a place first. And it went on in a rental place for a couple of years. Then by 1996, we built the first building of Little Star School. The following year I came and some kids were sleeping in the school. And um, I asked her why they're not going home. She said, because they're home, their parents live in the street, drug addicts, alcoholics, and they probably send them to go out, beg or steal or, and beat them up. So they don't want to go home. This little seed was dropped in my head. Well, why not create a safe place for children who don't want to go home? And then we started thinking and thinking and we decided, well, we come here every year too. So why not combine the two? When we come here, there are a few rooms for us to stay and the rest of the year, it's um, children live here. And this became the Bal Ashram. That year we came to look for a place where to build this, where to have this school. And I thought, well, if we are going to do something, why not do it in a nice place by the river? We came here, Howie and a few people were with me at that time. And this land, this was the biggest open bathroom facility <laughs> outdoors uh, on the bank of the river, totally neglected. It was an old cremation ground. Not where they burn the fires, but where they just toss the bodies in the river who don't have enough money to even do the cremation. So for me, it was a very appropriate place. It was not only neglected, but it was like the most neglected and shunned by the local people. Following the principles of Aghor, we take the neglected and the most neglected and try to uplift it. While we were standing here, the owner of this land was going on his bicycle. 
when I told him that I want to do something here, he said, oh, Babaji, I really like your idea, but I have already given my word to someone else because I have to marry my daughter. And for the dowry, I need money in, in a month. I had no money. We, were we had just started in Sonoma, living in a trailer and a tent on Carragher Road. A very small number of friends. But something came in me and I said, okay, I will get you money in a month. How much? And it was $30,000. And that was a big amount for us at that time. I came back to Sonoma. I had never done any fundraising or asking people for anything like this magnitude. I was teaching at mystery school at that time when someone from mystery school had some experience in these kind of things. And I said to him, this is what I want to do. He said, oh, okay, let's uh, be a little creative. What do you want to tell people? So I explained my vision and I asked people to participate in this vision. I ask you to give up one vice that you have all, always want that you had always wanted to give up. Give it up for a month. And the money you save from that, please donate that to this cause. We send out this letter to all the people I knew and all the mailing list of the mystery school. Guess what? Within 20 days, we had $20,000. People had given up their Starbucks coffee, a glass of wine or a bottle of wine, their therapy session for a month. <laughs> <laughs> video rentals <laughs> you name it it was i still have the list what people had given up for a month and uh, it was hilarious <laughs> anyway we had twenty thousand dollars in 20 days and then david gay and david david said oh i know somebody let me let's go visit this person and I went there and we told the story and she said oh how much more okay here is the rest I got a one big check for the rest and we had thirty thousand and three dollars that was the beginning of the Balashram we had land then the rest was up to the locals we built little thatched huts and this and that and some children came in to live and slowly, 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 um, this place has emerged. More and more people started coming. Then we started another school here. We started Project Shakti for women. There is a hospital next door. 
I had no, I no interest in opening a hospital. But one year I was sitting here, right here, and an old, unkempt-looking British walked in, looking just. He said, looked at me. He said, you are the Baba? I said, yes, I think so. <laughs> he said, I want to be of service. Can you help me? I said, what do you want to do? He said, I'm a retired optometrist. What do you call him? Optometrist. And um, I want to give people free eyeglasses. I will look at their vision and I'll give them glasses. And I just need some support. I said, sure, come. We gave him a little room and he opened the shop. And people would just line up uh, getting free eye checkup and free glasses. And then we started taking him to the interior villages where nothing, no medical care goes. And he was so happy. Next year, he came back with the same idea. And when the time came for him to return, his wife called me up. She said, Babaji, keep him there. Because when he comes back, he starts drinking and he drinks and drinks and drinks. He's plastered all the time. So just keep him there. If you need more money, I'll send it for the glasses. <laughs> anyway, so he kept coming for two, three years. And one year, he said, very serious, I could do more. Because I know how much need is there. And both little operations, little cataracts operations, we could really expand this service. I said, whatever, as long as I don't have to do anymore, go for it. Next year he came in and he said, I have enough money to build a hospital. I said, how did that happen? He said, I was sitting with my drinking buddies and everybody was totally drunk. And I said, I want to do more. The guy sitting next to him said, then do it. <laughs> he said, but I said, I have no money. He said, how much you need? And he just blurted out something. And his friend sat down and just said, okay, I'll finance it. Go do it. So that's how we got a building here. But a building is not a hospital. You need equipments, you need doctors, you need nurses, you need staff. And he said, I have done my part now, Babaji, it's up to you to do it. Fortunately, there was Dr. Raj uh, from Chicago. He was visiting me. He, he's an uh, engineer. And I told him, you know, this is what is happening. And there is a building standing empty. Uh, I don't have a clue how to start an up hospital. I live here. He said, Babaji, you're talking to just the right person. 
my friend runs a chain. He has started a chain of eye hospitals in South India, Shankara Netrale. And I will call him up and we'll get it started. So he called his friend in Chennai and his friend had a friend here. And they came in with their setup and started the hospital. That's how, why I'm telling you this story is we have to have a vision. And even if your vision is not complete, we just have to have that spirit of making the world a little better every day, making, just doing something with our means and with our connections, which is not about me, but which is about the helping others. And this has been my experience and my journey. Um, this Balashram and all these projects are really a, a living testimonial to that spirit, that clarity of the vision and dedication and focus. Goodness is in every individual. Everybody wants to do some good. But sometimes there is no um, clear direction how and where to start. So people just stay back. But if they find someone who is devoted to this, dedicated to that, um, doing good, and some trust builds up, then people throw their weight behind. And that has been my experience. All this is not created by me. It's created by people like you, my friends and scattered all over. And it's the goodness in each of those hearts that has come together and has manifested it here. So it's you who has created it. I'm just the, what do you call that? Just beating the band. So before I, I say more anything, Amy, you want to take the little com computer and just kind of walk around and just remember 20 years ago, this was the biggest open outdoor toilet. So we're starting with Maganga here. She is very peaceful today. Here is the eye hospital. Can come this way more and show you. Is the the picture okay? Yes, it looks good, Amy. Okay, I'm not going too fast, right? No, you're good. So here's Vision Varanasi, the eye hospital that Baba was just talking about. Maganga Garden, um, that the 
Christ here hath created. There's a nice walkway. This is very recent because we had flooding here only about two months ago. So right before Baba came, everybody worked really hard to get this cleaned up. Um, some more, uh, more garden right there um, on the side. Here is an area, I think it's called the Kuti, where Baba meets with people. For those of you who know Sunny, he's there, right in the doorway, showed up <laughs> right in time, as usual. So you're looking at the temple in the background, and I'm just going to walk around the perimeter of the balcony. Lots of birds chirping in the background. I've not really noticed that since I've been back this time, all the birds that are here. Yeah, a little fear that a, a bunch of monkeys might come and attack me, but um, we'll try to get through this <laughs> without that happening. So this is looking out the front gate. And way, way in the distance, you can see the center city of Varanasi um, in the background. There's Ram Naresh, for those of you who might know him, out there sleeping. Another view of the temple. It's a beautiful day here today. Temperature is perfect. Most of the boys have already gone to school, so not too many people here right now. But there's always something happening at Balashram. <laughs> there's a monkey in the distance.
I think everybody's hiding because they knew <laughs> they might be on camera. <laughs> Just a few of us gathered with Baba on this end. I'm going to try to go downstairs. Um, hopefully, the connection will stay. But let me know. It's good so far. Okay. This is the dining hall. Uh Foundation team all star team right here. Shannon, is the signal still okay? Uh, it's in and out a little bit, Amy. Okay. So let me come back. I think I might lose you if I go too much further from the building. But I hope you guys are getting a good glimpse. Um, of course, I think you should come here and experience it for yourself. Because there's so much that we can't convey uh, digitally. So headed back upstairs. Should I try the roof, Shannon? What do you think? Give it a shot. 
Okay. So far, no monkeys. Phew. <laughs> There's where the laundry is protected, which is one of my favorite spots because monkeys can't grab it and mess around with it like they were doing for so long. And then just another view of what we saw that up here on the roof gives you a different perspective. As you can see this, for those of you who knew the property when it started, it's come so far from how Baba found it. So peaceful. Right outside the gates of the ashram is a little ghat where people go and bathe in the river, but definitely not going to be able to go over there, <laughs> the signal. So I'm going to take you back to Baba now. You can afford it and they need it. Okay, so I hope you got a little glimpse of what's happening here. And it's never the same every time something is changing, kids are. So I would love to hear what's on your mind if you have any questions. Um... Shannon? Yes, thank you, Babaji. 
please feel free to let me know via the chat that you'd like to speak with Babaji or uh, you can chat me as well. Babaji? Yes, Howie. Very inspiring to see how, how much it's grown and just to hear your recollection and the vivid memories of all the things that happened and how you have them in perspective. And I would never uh, change a word that you said. Oh, I'm sure you could correct something, <laughs> the dates. <laughs> a little Thank bit. So uh, Sanjay and Sabud have their hands up and Jeanette also has a question. Pranam uh, Babaji, I have got a reaction rather than a question that I got one of the biggest marketing lessons hearing the story of the lady who kept on feeding samosas and sweets to get a whole lot of kids attracted and that became uh, what we see today. So this is so inspiring and, and hearing that whole story like it was a open public toilet for a long time and seeing such a beautiful place now, it's pretty inspiring, Babaji. That's, that's all I wanted to share. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you, Babaji. Vivek? Subodh? Hi, Babaji. This is my little nephew, Kian. He wanted to oh. say hello. Hello. Hello, Kian. How are you? Good. How is your uncle? Uh, uncle is just about time adjusted. He's feeling better. And mm -hmm. uh, we are very inspired. Thank you so much for sharing the story. Always think about being good to yourself. And what can you do for the other? So Subud, you are there, teach your nephew also mm -hmm. that there are plenty of poor people that need help. And we should put this in children's mind from the beginning to do something for the other. Thank you, Babaji. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jeanette would like to speak. Jeanette. Hi, Baba. Everything looks so beautiful. It's been a long time since I've been there. Um, so I have a question. A couple of weeks ago, it's Satsang, you mentioned that you were maybe going to change the model at Balashram that because of the way the authorities, the Indian authorities are now, you can't just take in you know, street children and orphans the way you had in the past when you first populated Bal Ashram with the, with the young boys who now have grown. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Well, when we started, we just started bringing in kids, even police will drop kids here that they were, they found them separated from their parents. Baranasi is a holy city where lots of people come from all over the country. And sometimes in big fairs or big crowds, the children are separated from their parents. And they don't even know, know the name of their village and their parents. And 
So police doesn't know what to know what to do. So they would drop him in places like this. Those days were very sweet days, and uh, we kept the kids and their beautiful memories. But a few years back, two or three years back, there were some cases in some other parts of the country uh, where children were abused. You know, it can happen everywhere, anywhere. And because of that, the government, the authorities, really came up with a very, very severe, strict laws that if you want to keep the children, you have to totally have the facility locked in. Nobody unlicensed can enter their living spaces. Um, basically, it has to be an institution. And my idea of raising the children was not in an institution, but in a family environment where people from the community are coming. Ashram is open to everybody and the children uh, are interacting with everybody, calling them uncles and brother and auntie. And so they feel like they're being raised in a family, not in a detention hall. But the government basically is taking children like those kind of children, putting them in big juvenile halls type facilities. So either I changed the nature of the ashram or so we decided to not take those children, but take the children whose parents bring them here particularly the parents who cannot afford to educate their children. And there are plenty of poor people with bright kids, but they can't afford them to put them in the school. So we are going to use this facility to educate those children. And so it will be still a children's facility, but they have to be given to us from their parents. And then the, we don't have to go through the government regulations. <clears throat> it's still serving, but not the, what I had envisioned, like particularly the kids who had no place to go to. So that's, and for the last two years, we tried to negotiate and go through the process, but finally we decided that's what we're going to do. Boys and girls? The, the girls are at the little stars, so the little girls... Stars still. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Asha Thank has you. to go through the same thing. She has 32 girls, I think. So she's doing the same thing. So in the process, you know, people who are doing good work like us, um, Sometimes you get caught because somebody else had done something else and you have to follow the same rules. <clears throat> Thank you, Baba. <laughs> Maya wanted to speak, Baba. Maya? Hi, Babaji, how are you? Good, where are you? Oh, I'm sorry, I have my camera off. It's like, <laughs> I I feel really just gross right now, but um, I was just wondering how Varanasi is this time of year. And I really, really appreciated hearing um, you speak tonight. Thank you so much, Babaji. 
Well, Baranse is ready for you, Maya. When are you coming? <laughs> January 10th. Okay, I got plenty of projects for you here. So brace oh, yourself. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Prabhuji. Yes. And you can stay at the ashram here, or you can stay at the little star with the girls, or you can stay with Bantu. You got plenty, and there'll be people too. Whichever, whichever you would prefer, and whichever wherever I'm needed. Okay. Your dad will be running around in India, right? Yes. Um, mm -hmm. He'll be in uh, Varanasi for a week, I think. And then the rest of it, he'll be all around different parts of the country. Or I think but he's every... going to the West. Maya, Maya, is, Maya is the daughter of Ron Barrett, who wrote the book, Aghor Medicine, who... Yeah, Ron, I met Ron and he received a practice from a mantra before Maya was born. So now the second generation Maya is coming back to Banaras to do seva. Yes, I'm very excited. Okay, Maya, if you have any interest or anything that you really want to do, just drop me a line. I will. Thank you, Babaji. Mm -hmm. And the temperature is perfect right now. It uh, couldn't be any better. You can sit outdoors and um, not cold, not hot. Very nice weather right now. It's very cold in California right now. All right. Maybe I'll extend my trip and stay here longer. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Yes, Anna. Uh, Laurie wanted to say hello. Laurie and Laurie. Hi, Babaji. Hello, <laughs> how are you? We're very well, thank you. That was a, that was a lovely to see uh, the the Balashram and to hear the story. I had never heard that story, and though I had never heard the whole story of the beginnings, and I do remember uh, that Suzanne met you at. The mystery school. She did. And, that, and that's how I knew about you through Suzanne. So it's, you know, it is always a story of uh, people um, reaching out to other people, which is wonderful. And Suzanne is going to come for a visit tomorrow with us for a couple of days. So uh, we'll have a chance to talk about you. Please give her my love. And I will. Uh, thank you for your generous support over the years for this place so you know you have people created this i have just been leading the band with... it's been a joy thank you, you, you make you make a huge difference in our lives so thank you babaji and there's one last question in the chat babaji what is being built on the terrace is the question. On the terrace, when we were washing the clothes and hanging them in the sun on the roof, the monkeys will come and they will take your clothes and make lots of noise. So you notice that they got your clothes. <laughs> so then you have to take some chapatis and throw at them. So they get the chapati, then they leave their cl your clothes alone. 
And sometimes they become a little greedy. They run to the chapati and they still got your clothes. <laughs> so they have to be thrown a second chapati. And many clothes were destroyed. So we figured let's build a giant cage. And so you can dry your clothes in there. And also grow some flowers and vegetables and herbs because the monkeys really tear down everything that you are trying to grow. So that experiment has been very successful. It's basically a giant cage that monkeys can't come in from outside. You know, everything that you see here, it has survived after the, the monkeys, the cows, the goats, the dogs, and the, the rats along the river. So everybody gets their share and whatever survives, we try to keep it. I'm proud to let you know that this Bal Ashram is basically the greenest, cleanest campus in the city. And we bring the sunflower seeds from Sonoma and throw the seeds and uh, it's the most um, picturesque spot on the river. So people going by on the boat, they see this green with flowers and the rest of the city is just um, congested steps and not much greenery. And I really believe in making little models, little functioning models, not big, but small, but that can be a source of inspiration to others. So the Balashram is a model for people. Oh yes, we can run and have an orphanage that can look like this. We can have it um, because usually the images of orphanages like the flies are everywhere and little kids sitting on the floor eating off the newspaper plates and very bleak. They play the violin to attract the funds. But my idea was, no, we don't want to play violin. We want to show them that it can be done gracefully and with elegance and um, be a good role model in our community. So Balashram is a role model over here and the vision for Amrit Sagar across the river, the environmental center. That's also a vision to create a sustainable um, model for holistic living. Cows, biogas, solar panels, organic food, everything recycled into compost, warming, warm compost. So all those experiments are happening across the river. That's also a small model, but at least it's working, it's functioning. And so it's nice to see all these little things. I know it's getting pretty late for some of you. I'm just seeing who is here. It's so nice to see. All of you, I know it's late for you. Uh, Sienna? Hello, Babaji. Sienna, how are you? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. It was so 
amazing to see the, the tour and to hear your words. And I, there was so much of the story that I hadn't heard before. So I just am so inspired now, even more than before. Thank you for telling it. Well, all the kids were asking about your yoga classes and Sudhanshu has come back to the mm. Bala. And um, I'm trying to encourage him to um, start a holistic center, holistic healing center here. Mm. Naturopathy and um, yogic um, physiotherapy and that kind of stuff. Pain management clinic. Seems like he'd be ready for that now with all he's been learning. He is ready. He is ready. Beautiful. I'll have to come back. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Babaji. I am here if anybody has any question. Damini ji, how are you? I'm good, Babaji. Namaste. Namaste. Yeah, I'm good. It, it, a lovely ashram. It's very impressive. Well, when you come to India, you can visit. Look. Yes, thank you. Can you see some? There is Nimesh. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh -huh. so unless you have anything else to say, please. Um, my blessings to you for your continued good health, happiness, and we'll connect again till you get the new email. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Thank you, Babaji. Pranam, Babaji. Pranam. Pranam. Thank you, Babaji. Thank you, Baba. Good night. Good night. Good morning. Thank you, Baba. Good night. Many blessings. <laughs>